Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Peppers from a Chimney! Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Some of the stories, you remember bits and pieces sometimes... And in being who you are, you're racking your brain. And some of it starts to be a little bit more cohesive as you you think about it a little bit more, especially with your time in that plane of dreams where you had encountered Duskwood and and Saffron. So some of it seems to be congealing a little bit more than, than some of the legends that you've heard about before. You don't recall specifically stories about this, but it doesn't surprise you. Especially when you look in your backpack and you yeah. notice that yours are gone as well. Yeah, and he does and points that out to Clicker and says, Traveling to and fro from the Fey lead to strange things sometimes. Some things cannot be taken, maybe. Shrugs. Uh, uh. You can give me... An arcana check as well, Vaughn, seeing as how who you are, you might know a little bit more. <laughs> well, yeah, you certainly would. You think that there was a connection between that hidden room and those potions that how one got into them and how they would always return to the shelves. You think that there is a very direct relation to, to that and that they needed to stay where they were. Yeah. Clicker, do you remember when we drank the potions, how they would return back to that place that we took them to? Yes. I think that is why they are no longer in our backpacks. And he smiles. Ah. Fine. And she looks back into the backpack checks the other things, and pulls out one of the knives, looks at them, looks at how sharp they are. Give me a perception check. And she probably finds out that at least one of them is... is, Probably they're all worthy of, of sharpening a bit. As you're looking at the knife, looking to see if it needs to be sharpened, you notice that it actually is in pretty good shape doesn't need to be sharpened and you notice that etched into the haft not the haft hilt not the hilt just before i think it is the haft just before the hilt on the blade side still but not you know where the there's the cutting part of the blade and then there's the the part that fits into the into the hilt that part oh the tang the tang you notice that there's a symbol there. It looks faded of, uh, of a bit. It looks what? It looks slightly faded. Okay, can, can, I, can I decipher what it says? What it means? Anything? You look a little bit closer having felt it and it's not that it says anything. You see a strange looking symbol on it. Basically it is one large star, and then just to the upper right is a smaller star that seems to overlay on top of the larger star. And the star, each of the stars, you know those stars that have like, it's like they're, they're, they're four pointed stars, and then behind there's, at the corners of each, you'll see that there's another four, so it's an eight pointed star. I wrote this down. I didn't find a picture for it, so sorry. Uh, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna say, give me, give me the text because that was, 
that was a little much because especially because it was still bringing up my my notepad as you were already talking so there is an eight-pointed star and then to the right there is another one which is larger yep a larger eight-pointed star and then mm -hmm. in the upper right quadrant overlaying on top of that larger star is a much smaller star that is also eight-pointed as well you said you were looking at your knife yep. or did you say you're looking at the dagger because you have two daggers the Right. I, I said, I mean, he, she's going to look at all the all the blades, but this time I, I said she was looking at the two daggers that she found. Oh, okay. One was... The dagger that you found in the glade has that symbol. The dagger you found in the stinky room, you don't notice anything. It still has a slight smell to it. Actually, no, it doesn't. And you cleaned it up good. And that dagger was in the tent, right? Yep. Okay. So once you find that, once she finds that and, and took a good look, she's again going to stand up, leave everything behind and move over to Volan. And just completely disrespecting the work that he's doing with, with the cooking and just probably between him and the food that he's cooking that he's looking at, she's just going to slowly push the dagger forward so it pierces through his line of sight look what are you doing Luther? there are stars yes and she 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 lifts lifts up the the dagger so, so it's pointing at him but only between holding it only between thumb and what is the second finger called index finger it's not the warfare is it index okay yeah. okay yep uh, so it's not threatening by any means. So he can he can now see the two stars. Clicker, why are you showing me this? What is this? This is the dagger from the tent. And I look at it. At this point, the other two guys will have pop out through the the entrance and re-enter into the glade. My guys, what happened? Look, there they are. What did you find? Uh, a whole lot of nothing, really. Yeah, that's about it. A few flowers, a couple of mushrooms, and a hole in the ground. Do you know where we are? In a forest. <laughs> Next to a pond. That is a very good observation. She nods completely honestly about this and honest about this and just takes the dagger and, and moves over to the other people since Volan was, was rejecting her in a way and sticks it out to them. He was confused. <laughs> he was rejected. Yep. Why are you waving a dagger around? Where are these? She's still holding it between her thumb and her index finger, so there's even if she was gonna stab you, it was it would probably just fall out of her fingers before being able to penetrate. What are these stars? You know. So I pull out the dagger I got out of the tent. Does it does it have the same thing? It does. In the exact same spot. And I'll check the one that I've got as well. It also has. Um, I, I don't know. It's got the same. I, I have the same thing with this weapon. What about the the short bow that came out of the fish? The short bow? No, it does not. My battle axe also does not. Do I recall if the symbol that's on the dagger matches any of the glyphs that we've seen on the ground, or you know? Um... One of those questions I wasn't prepared for. I gotta go read what I wrote about that again. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was one of the things that I said, okay, we now know what all of these are. It was Volan oh, was the one. Volan was the one who should be able to recognize it instantly. After, like, having the shock of having this thing thrust in his face, 
Does he recognize it at all? Probably terrified. Actually, when Norbert starts talking about that, Thorn, you pull out the copies that you make in on the the parchment, you know, taking carefully taking that second parchment off where you're protecting your your flower ink, and you look, and the symbol looks a little bit like the the one sigil that was broken. If I had to guess, I would say that the somewhat destroyed sigil um, could could be this uh, double concentric star setup. Just remind me again of why it was destroyed or why we thought it was destroyed? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you, you think and all of a sudden a voice comes to you saying how would you know? You tell me. So Thorn was there, taking a, a thing there. Norbert was not. Thorn, you recall that when you were looking at it, that everything there about the the circles in the the glade's floor was clear that it was made from the flora of this glade, and that that particular one that you weren't sure of, but now you're quite confident it, it is definitely a sigil but it, it, it looked very specifically like it had been intentionally broken oh. so after he conveys that to me I look at my dagger and then walk over to the one in the glade and compare mm -hmm. my dagger to the one in the glade you can see what he's talking about definitely looks similar hey guys he's right it looks like this one over here The guys come rushing across to look at the sigil. Yes. And one of them says... Yes. <laughs> You're right, Norbert. Sorry. It does. And then he ad-libs. <laughs> yeah, no Clickers one, no uh, come, come, comes over to, to you and takes a look at the, at the sigil and at the dagger and at the sigil and at the dagger. I think these are the same. And she looks at Norbert, very happy with her, with her discovery, of course. <coughs> I think you're right. I wonder if we've got anything else that's got symbols on it that we found in the tent that matches any of the symbols on the ground. Looking through the things that you guys find in the tent, pretty much in every one of the items that you took from the tent, in obscure, not really noticeable places unless you're specifically looking, you do find the same starlight symbol. Is it on the rations as well? What rations? <laughs> the, the rations you obviously <laughs> left there. Oh, yeah, nice. No, there was no rations. Almost worked. I thought that was an excellent attempt. That's just about as good as the stuff that I do. <laughs> Keep working on it and you'll get away with it. Excellent choice. Okay. Right. So I'll, I'll take note of that um, star um, on my parchment to, like, I'll draw, draw up the uh, completed symbol next to it with a question mark. As you're standing there, Thorn, give me a wisdom check. Something, one of the symbols, it reminds you of something, but you just, it's like you can't quite place it. All right. So I stare, stare at it for a second and then just shrug and continue. You guys, just curious, what notes did you guys take about the symbols? The sigils? Uh, well, didn't Thorn copy them all down on the... Did, yeah. yeah, Thorn copied them all down onto the parchments. And didn't Volan see them on the wall? Yeah, so I was able to read them. Before? No. Wasn't I? You, Norbert, had asked 
or any of these sigils on this similar to the sigils that you'd seen inside the room the water room and i'd said that two of them were that's right yeah so that was the roof and the ceiling we yeah two of them matched and the others didn't and did i think thorn i think thorn actually copied down from memory the ones from inside the water room as well no because i didn't have an ability to do that I thought you remembered them, and when we appeared in this new room, perhaps that you copied them down on a separate piece of parchment with a different coloured ink, perhaps? The, the answer is no. Because <laughs> he had that with him when you guys were naked in loincloths. Volan, can you give me a, a history check? Yeah, I can. And are you proficient in history? I am not proficient in history. Yeah, with that role, it's still good enough. Okay. Four of those sigils look... You know, it, it's... it's When you're putting these things together and thinking about the Fae, and that four of them look familiar to you, and you got this thinking that with the patterns of how they are drawn and stuff like that. It's not that they are drawn to specifically represent things that you would find in nature. They're very abstract. And I haven't made a bunch of sigils for this because I figured you guys can theater of mind what you think it looks like. But four of them remind you of the stories of the different courts of the Fae, i.e. the summer, the winter, the spring, and the fall. Yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, I relay that. Well, this one kind of seems, and this one. There are stories that there are four courts, each for a season. But maybe this relates. Maybe these are part of a set. Well, it's a good a guess as any, really. I can't add too much to it. No, I can't. Can't help you there. But keep on going and see if we can find three more. Maybe they'll give us a hint. Okay. So by this time, it's... You know that you've probably got a another hour uh, what, another couple of hours before sunset shall we eat i think we should uh, not progress much further tonight and uh rest yes yeah i i agree let's let's eat sleep the night and pick it up again in the morning How's my crab come out? It turns out pretty good. And considering that you guys had nothing but gruel for a long, long time and how ridiculously hungry you had been prior to eating the fish earlier on in the day, this is like a feast. You guys haven't had food that's filled your bellies for a really long time. So the feast is for all intents and purposes, it is a feast. Nothing like cooked crab. Mud crab. We compliment Volan on the magnificent meal that he's made. He takes it graciously. He says, and as I say, with every bite, you start looking better and better. He's an hour now, but... I'd swear the boy is getting taller. Maybe you'll get any shorter. That could be it. We feast, we dine, and do we dance? Should we dance around the fire? Uh, you first. How <laughs> will you do? Dormant dances naked in the moonlight. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Theatre of the mind. That's the 450 pound total dancing naked in the moonlight around the fire. 
He trips, falls on his back, and gets stuck. <laughs> Lying there on his back with the delicate parts pointing upwards, he knows that in the morning, three of his friends are going to need psychological help for what they've seen tonight. I have to wonder about the turtle that you have in your imagination compared to mine. My turtle keeps morphing. Morphing? <laughs> My turtle keeps morphing. <laughs> My turtle keeps morphing into different language in different in different languages. My turtle keeps morphing into different creatures. I'm, it's it's scary. <laughs> All right. So, are you guys you're resting for the night? Are you going to do a watch, or what are you going to do? Nope. Not not Flicker. Flicker is going to enjoy some sleep. What is going on with your voice, Clicker? I have no idea what happened. There we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm super sorry. Yeah, I, I've, I'm, I'm just doing, doing mindless stuff on Photoshop at the same time. And uh, the hotkey that I use for, for the voice actually turned I on see. only, yeah. Some, something that I had to remove, and then I clicked more shortcuts and went through all kinds of voice changes, apparently. Neat. Neat, neat, neat. Okay. So Clicker is not going to be do on watch. What about the other, What about the rest of you guys? What's oh, the... Oh, uh, do, we, do we need a watch? Well, I'll, I'll be first watch. If you if you guys don't want to pull your weight, I'll roll my eyes. But wow, do we need to have a watch? Are we going to get mugged by big purple plant plants or mushrooms or giant ants? Oh, hang on, giant ants. Okay, I'll take the second watch. <laughs> Bolin, are you doing anything? Uh, I will take the third watch. Okay. And Clicker is abstaining. Mm -hmm. Does Clicker actually indicate that he, she is not going to be taking any watch? Yep. Right. Good to know. So what do you guys do? Three of you have... Two of you have begrudgingly decided to do it. One is keen on doing it, and the third one is, or the last one is like. Clicker, it's important that we all split the watch. I'll, during my watch, I'll be writing on Clicker's uh, outfit or something like that, not a team player. And I and I will be sewing up the armholes in her dress so that she can't and the head hole in her dress as well. She's got a dress. We don't need watch. Let's sleep. You need to recover energy. We can recover energy. You can stay up and uh, recover your energy while having a watch. I know I've done this before. Yeah, fine. Fine. I'll take the watch in the morning. I'm going to bed now. Sleep. I mean, we have no beds. Bowen lays out his bedroll. <laughs> Nobody does the same. Before night falls, if you'd put some concerted effort into it, give me a roll. Let's see what your the shelter that you built looks like. Survival. That would be you, Volan. Yeah. I mean, it it's workable. It's not a work of art, but it does the trick. You manage to pull enough flora from here and there to cover your head more than the canopy already does. So it's workable. It's certainly not the tent. So you built it enough for the... The other two of you can sleep under the your shelter, and the other two are in the tent. So how does that work? Yeah, that's fine. One person's always going to be up because they're on watch. So yeah, works. Yeah. 
Yeah, one in the shelter, two in the tent. Okay. All right. You guys... So, with Volan being first, you can give me your procession check, Volan. Or, sorry, yeah. not Volan. Uh, Thorn. Okay. Your watches passes, and you don't actually... There's nothing of note during the night. A couple of times you thought you heard something that was other... Oh, you know what? Ambience, ambience, ambience. Where's my night sounds? You thought you heard something other than the hooting of an owl, but when you, you really focused, you weren't able to hear anything. So you pass your watch, and Norbert takes over. Norbert, can I get your perception check? Norbert uh, is thinking hard about the plants. And he is somewhat distracted. Pretty much obtuse to everything that you're supposed to be doing as you sit and you kind of walk about the clearing tripping a number of times even though you're carrying a branch to keep your so that you can see about you you still manage to trip yourself up a couple of times even though there's it's not over roots of any particular note but yeah you're you also pass your watch and, and despite and, and given that he's distracted and thinking about those plants is there anything that comes to mind you think what comes to mind is man i've got a herbalism kit and I mean, I like plants. I could probably should collect some of that for later investigation. He, he thought about that, but he thought about the last time that he collected these uh, mushrooms and thought, if I do that again, the other guys are going to kill me. So he's torn. He's torn between whether he should go and grab some of the tar and have a look at the plants or whether he should just follow along without creating any more trouble. Okay. Otherwise, your watch passes without anything other, and Volan, you awaken. Can you give me your perception check? Certainly. For you as well, it seems quite peaceful, very calm. The gentle hooting of the owls. Every once in a while, you hear a little bit of sounds in the bush, but nothing of that sounds like big predators. It's, it sounds like maybe a mouse just lost its life kind of thing, but nothing that gives you any anything of note. And you wake up Clicker, and Clicker can give me her perception check. Okay, Clicker. I'll drag you into the other channel. At some point... As the night is setting, you notice two things during your during your watch. First thing you know, even though there's a canopy, you notice that it's quite dark. You do not notice you do not notice the light of the moon at all. And so you think it must be the new moon. New moon meaning when you went to sleep, you'd known that it was it was the night of the harvest moon. Saffron talked about the harvest moon quite a bit. You knew that it was a full moon. Now there's no moon. That means you guys have probably been asleep for at least a couple of weeks. That's the first thing you notice. The second thing that you notice as you are as this, the darkness or the darkness slowly starts to turn into the light of morning, a couple of times as you're pondering these things. You're with me, by the way. You're still hearing everything I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Just needed to validate that because I could ramble on and then. Okay. The next thing is a couple of times during your watch as the sun starts to rise, you heard the following sounds that seem to echo off a number of different things. Not that you heard it distinctly coming from one specific direction or one specific voice box. 
it sounded like it came from a variety of things, and it sounded like. I don't know if that came across very well. I don't think it did. I, I, I mean, she didn't understand anything. Maybe I didn't either. It was, you would have, with that perception check, you would have, the word that you heard, and it was usually, sometimes you, you thought maybe it was the breeze, and then sometimes not, because the pitch would shift. It would never be a deep voice. It was always a high, soft, whispering pitch. And it said, Savosi. Okay. And Clicker can probably give me a history check if she doesn't remember what that word was. If you do, then we don't need to do that. Do you remember that word? I remember that word, but I... Uh, oh yeah, it's the... It's the home of the... Of the night... Mayor King. Yes. Okay, cool. Clicker remembers that. Okay. I'll, any other qu any questions that you have or any clarifications you need or any thoughts? When we were in the dreamscape yep. further into the forest, there was no no fauna, right? We didn't hear any Whatever they're you, called. All you see was the Fey equivalent. So right. it, here you can hear an owl hooting and you know it's an owl. But there, there would have been some Fey equivalent that would have, you know, fit the niche of what an owl would normally do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Nothing else? Got it. Okay, I'll nope. take, I'll drag us back. We are back. And it was. Yeah, it was. I don't have the answers. Oh, no, no. I was just curious as to what it was like while you were living. Click yeah, here, here I'm good. So Click, Clicker has the answers. She always does. She comes back with the answers now, and she tells us. She rolls when it counts. Okay. And so eventually, the sun rises enough that you decide it's time to awaken your companions. Do we get a long rest? Yes, I'm, I'm getting there. Wake me up before you go, go. I'd like you guys also all to give me a 1d6, a roll on a 1d6, and you can claim that as temporary hit points. Because of the four. Oh, look at that. So you can give yourself those Sorry, as temporary hit points. And you can each give me, I'm not sure what kind of skill check would tell you why this is, why you feel this way or why this happened, but there's bound to be something that might give you an idea. Nature. Okay. Because we're in nature. Maybe it's like, maybe there's some like tree nearby that gives off a... Who knows? 18. Okay. An 18 nature. I'm going with medicine. Okay. That makes sense. Medicine and nature both make sense. Ooh. Because of what Clicker heard, it's probably an insight check. I missed, I missed, I've missed something here. Can you just explain this again? Not too late. Sorry, in investigation, not insight. Too late. You missed it. <laughs> An insight check makes sense to me as well. No, no, no. Investigation. Insight would be reading people, and I'm looking mm. for collecting cl clues and putting them together. Yeah, based on what you said before, and are you are proficient in investigation too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Although you guys each think of this differently. You feel really good in a morning, better than you should feel. And this is odd. I mean, yes, you have been slaves. This is your first morning where you've woken up and it hasn't been in manacles, but this still feels really good for some reason. 
And although your conclusions all are the same, how you arrive at those conclusions is differently. And each of you, except for Norbert, who's still brushing the crust out of his eyes, you think that there's something about the pond water that is really making you feel quite good. That you were all immersed in the pond water, I should say. I should, I'm going to fill up my flask with the pond water. All right. Make note of that in the, your inventory. How many water skins were there? Two. Norbert and Clicker. What? I don't have one. Not in my inventory, anyway. I've got a flask. I'll do the same. I have no idea why I'm doing it. I'm just copying the other guys. Sorry, yes. The water skins might actually have been from previously that were still in the slave camp. But yeah, that's right. There was yeah. flasks. That's right. Just technically, can we delete all the stuff from the slave camps? Or is it... If you want to. Thanks. If you like. Yeah, Norbert and Thorn each took a flask. That's right. Okay, so just mark that up on your inventory if that's what you're going to do, Thorn. I have. Guys, listen. Come. I don't want to speak loudly. And she hurdles them together to come closer. I come closer. Warily. Norbert smells. Norbert's confused. We have slept for weeks down there. Where? Here? What are you talking about? You remember when we went there, it was the harvest moon. That's a full moon. And now it's new moon. Hmm. Are you sure it wasn't cloudy? Yes. I looked at the moon for an hour while I heard a high-pitched voice or many different voices saying Savosi that was the name of the tree where the Nightmare King lives well that's uh, an interesting uh, complication so you're sure that we slept for hours days weeks sorry weeks you, you're talking about the you're talking about um, when we were drifting off uh, in yes, when we dreamt. How, how were we not dead? If we were asleep for weeks, we should have been dead from malnutrition. Like a five-year-old that just explained to her parents, or the, yeah, her parents how how the world works, and now doesn't know the answer to a question. She just raises both her hands with the palms upside up. Upside, no, not upside down, but yeah, towards the sky. I don't know. But I was on, I was, I was on watch and I wasn't on watch for weeks. I was only on no, watch for hours. Down, down on, in the dungeon. We were asleep for weeks. He's, he's talking about when we were... Um, those children in the dreamland. While we were those children in the dreamland, we had been sleeping for weeks. I am not a man, you insensitive prick. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I, I did want to check underneath those feathers. Clicker gives you gives you a very click, very click, very nice, a very swift snap with a beak towards you it's like a like a warning snap like as if a dog was was doing the warning bite not really biting you but just snapping i use minor illusion to to uh, mimic it 
You mimic it? Yeah. The sound or the, the look? The sound. <laughs> you, can't, you can only create a, a, an image, um, not a moving image for um, minor illusion, but I can make the sound. Okay. Give me an arcana roll, Thorn. Clicker, you listen to him make this noise as a response to you, and you're a little bit surprised at how... It, it's not perfect, but it's pretty bloody close. For a moment, you see Clicker widen her eyes in, in surprise, but then she realizes what you just did and just looks away and, and chitters. Very small, claps with a beak, clicks, and just looks away. Very, very disgruntled. Look, let's just walk walk past this stuff and, and get on with um, what we're supposed to be doing. I do not understand why we are still alive and why you um, insist that we should stop calling you a man, even though you are a, a female. I probably should stop going that way. Anyway, um, we should probably head out. <laughs> You will see when I lay eggs. Do 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 Raven folk even lay eggs? <laughs> I think I think I think, uh, I I think, think it's there's, a total there's thing. no information on that. Well, you know what? It could be a metaphor. Oddly enough, right. turtles also lay eggs. That's right. Yeah, there's two of us. Yeah, we could get together and do some egg laying. Oh my gosh! A bird, turtle. This is how dragon turtles came to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes so much sense. Anyway, we start walking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely do. You guys pack up your can. Norbert goes and puts the packs up the tent and hefts it up onto his backpack. And for all intents and appearances, you clean up where you were and, and off you go into the forest. And and while we do that, Norbert thinks about what his child would look like if he mated with Clicker, because clearly you would end up with a bottle and after all. <laughs> you also recall your teacher talking to you about interspecies relationships and how they never ever work. And the only successful story are the half elves and the half orcs and anyway we're walking along so you guys pack up your camp and you head out into the forest and the footprints that you'd seen before you were still able to having spotted them yesterday you're still able to spot them they haven't disappeared they're still there just in the same spot you'd seen, they haven't been altered, everything looks the same. You follow along, moving quickly this time, and making good time, you get to those, the lily-like flowers. Do you do anything there, or do you just keep on trucking? Hey, hey guys, you know the tar that's hanging out at the bottom of those lily flowers? I have a feeling that that's, that's pretty impressive stuff, and we should grab some. Can I just borrow that rapier right for a sec? I think Volan's got it. Is that so? No, no, the rapier. No, the rapier. I think uh, the fish rapier yeah, I'm pretty belongs sure to that Clicker. That Clicker got it back. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Question still stands. Can I borrow the rapier? Yeah, she she said, and uh, now gives you the rapier. So. Very delicately, I am going to uh, walk up to the under the plant and reach out with the rapier and just try and scrape up some of the black tar. Okay, so with the pointy bit of the rapier, you touch the end to the tar and you get a bunch of tar on the end of the rapier. So what are you going to do with it? Oh, good. In that case, that worked pretty well. I'm going to get a bit more and get a bit more, and then I'm going to wrap it up. In well, you've got it on the end of the rapier. What are you going to do with it on the end of the rapier? I'm going to pick it up, 
on the end of the rapier, walk away from the, the plant with the tar on the rapier. And then I am going to just check what's in my inventory kit. And there's nothing there, but what I will do is I'll ask so in your side your herbalism kit you have the gear to do something so what are you going to do you've got tar on the end of the rapier what are you going to do includes pouches to store herbs i'm going to put it in a pouch all right give me a dexterity check please it's coming so it's christmas as you are trying to put this on from the rapier into one of the pouches, you get some onto your skin and you think, oh geez, I really probably should have used the knife and the gloves from the kit. That probably would have been a lot more intelligent. I need you to give me a constitution saving throw, please. <laughs> Far out. So he rolled a dexterity check of a dirty seven, which was a five, and a constitution of a dirty seven, which was a five. Getting that little bit of the tar a double. on your skin. It's a double. We're playing Monopoly. I get to do it again. Not quite. Getting a bit of the tar on. You guys watch as he's sitting there. He's got his herbalism kit out and stuff like this. And you see he's got the, you know, holding that rapier way out as he tries to get the tar into the pouch. And then a little bit gets on his skin and you hear Norbert saying something. Not sure what it was he said. Could have been a curse. Not sure. But at that moment, you see him shiver a bit, and then he just falls backward onto his shell. Oh, this is not good. His legs jerk a little bit. Roll me a 2d8. Is he asleep? Does he look asleep? His eyes are wide open. Okay. You take three poison damage. So basically, remove the one that you got now. And I'll put two damage on yourself. I'll remove the one. And roll me a 1d6. So you sit there on your shell, your limbs kind of akimbo, still with your legs curled as you were squatting to do that. One arm's extended, the other arm's holding that. And you're kind of sitting there, arms and everything's frozen, not moving. Just the only thing that moves is your irises as they, they focus and whatnot. Cool. Um, what do we do in this? Like, um, Norbert, wake up. Slap him in the face. Come on, what you doing? Uh-oh. I'm not going anywhere near the tar. That looks bad. It does. Hmm. When you slap him, he doesn't move, but his skin does redden a bit. The color of his skin turns a shade different. Where you smote him. Well, I mean, for once, this might be interesting. Does he look paralyzed? You can give me a medicine check at advantage. Drop to one. Nice. Yeah, thank God. You're really certain that he's paralyzed. Um, yeah, he looks paralyzed. Um, maybe it'll uh, go away very soon. We could just uh, wait it out for a little while. I think if we curl him up, we can push him on his shell. <laughs> um, he's very heavy. Norbert's mind is racing with the thought of being pushed down the road by these lunatics. He wishes he could speak, so he could tell them, stop it, you idiots. We don't know that. Stop, stop. We don't know that. <laughs> you can't see it, just from your looking at your eyes. You can see the fear in his eyes as he looks back at the three of you. Oh. That requires muscle movement, which you've don't got. Your irises is about the only thing. If you push him, you do notice that his arms kind of retract a little bit. Up to the point you're like, geez, you could you can push his arms all the way into his shell. That's weird. <laughs> can, can we bend them like at the elbow joint? Can you bend them? 
my thought on paralysis was like, you know, is it rigor mortis no, or it's not rigor no, mortis? No, it's not. I, I don't know. No, that's that's why people people were buried alive because they were just limp, they were dead, basically, no movement, nothing. But you can still move them yeah. just normally. Okay, so yeah, you can. Maybe maybe we should bury him alive. <laughs> the only part of my body that's still working, which is my irises, makes my pupils expand a lot. <laughs> okay, um, Norbert, can you blink one for yes and two for no? His brain goes, you idiots, I'm paralyzed, I can't move anything, why can't you hear me? Okay, move your eyes to the left for yes and to the right for no. You idiot. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> I can't move anything. Why can't well, you he, he hear could... me? So, I thought he could move his eyes. You said he could move his eyes. No muscle movement. Zero. No muscle he can't movement. move the eyes, so... he can't move the legs. Yeah. nothing. Yeah, I guess in irises and pupils is muscles as well, isn't it? No, yeah, but there's different types no. of muscles. So, they're the ones that react to... Um, to senses, oh, like maybe they are light, actually that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, we said the irises is all that's going to move, so that's all that moves. Yeah, got the irises. The heart's still beating, and I can breathe. That's about as good as it's going to get. But my brain's working overtime. Okay, um, stop breathing for yes, and keep breathing for no. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.